of taking stock we're bringing you all the latest business news and telling you how it will affect you and your money so remember to hit the like button and subscribe to this channel and of course let me know where are you joining us from tonight let me know in the comments below we've got a really interesting show for you guys this week so here's a look at what's coming up in tonight's show followed by what's hot in business and come on let's get this money project star is looking to launch jamaica's first social ipo by raising 100 million dollars on the jamaica social stock exchange shares are priced at a dollar each and the offer opens june 22 and closes august 18. what is a social ipo and how can you participate the project star team joins us to discuss and the analysts swing on the latest market developments. Main events Q2 financial results are out. How did they perform? And in international news, U.S. inflation could return at 2.5% or 3% by year end. We'll discuss. But first, here's What's Hot, brought to you by JMMB Group, your best interest at heart. Olympic champion and businessman Usain Bolt has reportedly been appointed to Supreme Ventures Board of Directors. Bolt, who has won eight Olympic gold medals, has launched several businesses since retiring from athletics. According to a release from Maybury Investments, his appointment took effect on Friday, June 16. Supreme Ventures is the dominant player in Jamaica's betting, gaming and lotteries industry. The company also operates across the Caribbean and recently got approval to operate in Ghana. The International Monetary Fund says Jamaica has so far overperformed on the targets and benchmarks that were set for the precautionary and liquidity line agreement. The agreement, which was reached in March, would see the government accessing approximately 967 million U.S. dollars to help offset any potential risks, including those from extreme weather events. The IMF said the country's international reserves have continued to increase and that the country has made changes to bring the anti-money laundering and combating the financing of terrorism framework in line with international best practices. According to the IMF, the country is also said to have access to 255 million US dollars under the Resilience and Sustainability Facility by completing various climate change reforms. Chairman of the NCB Financial Group Michael Lee Chin last week sold off more than 22 million shares in the company. NCB announced the sale on the JSE's website last week. Lee Chin reportedly earned $1.5 billion from the sale. According to a statement from NCB, the shares account for less than 1% of NCBFG's total outstanding shares. Outstanding shares are those that are held by shareholders. NCB emphasized that Lee Chin remains the company's majority shareholder and is committed to maintaining this status. This is the latest in a string of asset sales by the businessman. Speaking on Taking Stock recently, Lee Chin explained that he is currently rebalancing his portfolio as he places his focus behind two new passion projects. NCBFG ended trading down almost 2% for the week, closing at $66.65. The Bank of Jamaica says some $11 billion worth of the new polymer banknotes were issued last week. According to the BOJ, the new banknote series will gradually replace the $228 billion worth of old notes that were in circulation as of June 14. The central bank said the new notes made up 56% of the total value of notes issued on Thursday, and this ratio will continue to increase. 
The BOJ also noted that it will continue to issue old notes until all ABMs are ready to accept and dispense the new notes. In the meantime, the Bank of Jamaica says it will be extending its opening hours to the public to facilitate the exchange of the old series of banknotes for the new notes. The BOJ said it will be open from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. every day until Friday, June 23, for members of the public to trade in the old notes for the new ones. Customers will need to present a valid photo, their TRN, and a source of funds documentation, such as a payslip, to exchange the cash. The BOJ emphasized that both the old and new series of banknotes will remain as legal tender until further notice. The U.S. Federal Reserve last week paused its interest rate hikes, keeping its key borrowing rate within a range of 5 to 5.25 percent. The Fed has raised interest rates 10 times since March 2022 to help curb inflation in the country. However, the central bank said it expects two additional increases before the end of the year. According to the Fed, recent data suggests that the U.S. inflation rate is slowing despite higher costs for many items. The Fed said slowing inflation coupled with positive jobs data signaled that it was a good time to take a break from hikes. What's Hot was brought to you by JMMB Group, your best interest at heart. This segment of Taking Stock is brought to you by Bulwark Insurance Agency. Insurance made easy. Welcome back. Welcome back. First, let me shout out all of our early viewers. Let's see who do we have in the house and where are you joining us from tonight? Colin Cornelius was one of the first people on saying Jamaica on the road to the top. And he is, he says, rise Jamaica in Jamaica right now. We also have Sean saying good night. Let's get this money. Kish as usual. Uh, D saying he's early this time. Negath saying social IPO, the youths, them need it. Giovanni, I would love to know if it's a good investment. We're about to find out. Jermaine joining all the way from China. Wow, what time is it in China right now, Jermaine? Kaylee is in St. Thomas. We have Duncan in the Bronx, New York, the BX. Kish wanting more info on this one. And Danville saying, let's get this money. And then we also had <laughs> James. James said, I'm not investing in no social IPO. Leave that for uptown people. <laughs> well, maybe let's see if by the end of the segment, you feel a little bit differently about that, James. We're about to find out what it's all about. You guys asked me to explain this, and now we're going to find out more. Welcome, everyone. We got another IPO in the house, but this one is a little different. Have you ever heard of a social stock? Well, Project Star will be the first social and economic development initiative stock to be listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. And here's all you need to know. Project Star is looking to become Jamaica's first social IPO. Project Star is a social and economic development initiative created by the Private Sector Organization of Jamaica in partnership with the Jamaica Constabulary Force. The company is looking to list on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. The group is offering 100 million shares for sale for $1 each. The smallest quantity you can buy is 500. The offer is set to open on June 22, 2023 and is scheduled to close on August 8, 2023, but it could close early. As a social IPO, investors will not receive monetary gain from investing. However, the group said it will be an investment in the welfare and development of marginalized communities and, by extension, the Jamaican society. Applications to the social IPO are being accepted through all licensed securities brokers. Very, very interesting. So let's get right to it. Keith Duncan is co-chair of Project Star. 
Safri Brown is project director of Project Star, and Julian Mir is chair of the Jamaica Stock Exchange. So we have all of them on with us right now. Hi, Keith, Safri, Julian, how are you doing? All is good. Hello. All right. And I know this is very, very near and dear to all of you. We've been hearing about the Social Stock Exchange. Some people, even me, a little bit shaky about you know how it works and so on. But Keith, I want to actually start with uh, with you to find out you know what is the social. Well, first of all, what is Project Star? Okay, so um, Project Star is a, a, a social and economic um, community transformation project that is um, focused on communities that have been underinvested over the, over the years that are. Um, are um, to violence and um, and vulnerability in these communities where the um, you know social outcomes are fair would be fairly weak in these in these communities. Educational outcomes are fairly weak. Unemployment is not probably um, very high in the is much higher than the national average, ranging in like twenty to forty percent in these communities. Um, there is. Um, you know, infrastructure, maybe in some communities, may be in a state of deterioration. And um, the crime levels are would be um, significantly probably higher than the national average. And the national average, as we know, is very high in Jamaica, where, uh, where um, you know, crime, crime is at the level of um, about 55 per 100,000. We're in the top five in the world. However, you know, in these communities, some communities, you may have um, special um, police and military operations, like zones of special operations, in some areas within these communities, and the crime levels will be low. However, what we know for sure is that the social outcomes are quite so poor. So, Keith, you're, you're sounding very, very low. I don't know what happened to your, your volume. I don't know if you're far away from your microphone. You sound... Really? It was low before, and then something happened just now, like you knocked something, and it sounds even worse. Oh my gosh. So in the meantime, while you start that out, let me ask Julian to jump in and tell us what the Social Stock Exchange is all about. Right. Well, Social Stock Exchange, the GSSE, is um, a platform that we launched at the Stock Exchange a few years back. Uh, we listed uh, fully funded about four projects, this about 11, if you look on the website. And um, it's, it's targeted at non-for-profits. It's targeted as being a platform where um, non-profits can come, look to raise money. Um, typically, they bring their donors with them. It creates a very transparent platform for people to um, receive reporting and have accountability for money that has been um, money that has been raised. So that's what the social stock exchange is. Uh, it's being used in a different way for Project Star. So for Project Star, we're actually doing uh, an IPO of social shares. And uh, it's the first in Jamaica, first in the Caribbean, the first that we can really uh, point our finger at. And um, it's it started very directly to one bring together a very deep pool of investors that typically participate in, um, in IPOs, brings together the deep pool and resources of uh, our broker-dealer community uh, who are experts in raising funding and it partners it with the social objective and a social project project in this case project star and we're looking to we expect that it's going to be very successful and a very new and innovative way for funding to be raised for non-profits 
it ends up putting a social share in the account and reduces the account of every investor. Um, and with that share, of course, comes all of the reporting that you expect from any listed stock. So it's basically a donation then? Correct. So it's a donation, uh, but we do believe because of the impact, the capital, uh, the human capital that has been impacted by, so, by, by Project Star, that this is, yes, a donation, but it is an investment in human capital. And we do want people to view it as such. Your return won't come in a financial return. It'll come by the transformation that that investment makes. And the reporting, all the KPIs, if you look at the prospectus, you'll see there's a great deal of detail there. And it's intended to be extremely uh, detail-oriented with regard to reporting, with regard to accountability and transparency uh, for every dollar that has been deployed into Project Star. So yes, it's a donation. But we don't want you to donate and forget. Like, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, you know, may donate at a counter somewhere where you have a heart bowl or, you know, some can there that's raising money for some charity. And you forget about even how much you put in there. And you don't track what the impact of it is. True. In this case, we want you to track it. We want everybody to keep very keen eye, extremely keen eye on exactly what the outcome of that investment is. We want investors to be bought in. And we want them to see that with a modest investment, we can, as a collective, transform Jamaica. So, so you're able to see exactly what uh, people are doing with the money that you give. Uh, just before precisely. I bring in Safri, uh, so you're not able to buy and sell these no. shares then? They're not no. tradable like on the, the regular stock exchange? No, 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 Kalia, not, not tradable. And, and, and there's a very good reason why, right? If, if you were to have bought a share and then you sold it it's like you donated and i took your money back right <laughs> right so we don't we don't want that um the project the project's ambitious one it needs that money to stay in and um it needs more money uh to come in in future years it's a multi-year project it's an ambitious project even when it's targeting the initial 10 communities but based on the data that we've been privy to we know that there may be about 100 communities in jamaica that need this sort of targeted intervention so we want to build from strength to strength and um and reporting is going to be a big part of that for people to understand that um that the trajectory of our country and our communities can change and it can change fairly quickly all right well let's hear about the impact that you have been making uh so <laughs> keith is adjusting his camera <laughs> uh kiwi <laughs> kiwi was actually saying what or can you tell us the name of some of the communities and what you hope to achieve with this funding and Safri, you're in a perfect position to tell us about some of the projects that you've been up to sure okay so uh star is aiming to get uh into in the initial uh stage uh 10 communities across jamaica we are in three communities at the moment we're in east downtown Kingston, which is uh, the communities of Rose Gardens and Parade Gardens. We're in Savannah Lamar in an area just west of Darling Street. And we are in Maypen in an area called uh, Havana Heights, Racetrack and Treadlight. Those are the three communities we're in. Um, one of the things about Star is Star is extremely sort of data-driven and evidence-based. And so we work closely with the JCF and all our partners alongside um, Dr. Paris Luai to really develop a modeling to be able to select communities. And Star has selected our communities by looking at crime and violence-related injury data, as well as social indicators. So our community selection 
um, has a very specific methodology. Within the context of our first community, so East Downtown Kingston, we really started work in East Downtown Kingston in November. So it's really been five, uh, seven months of work in East Downtown Kingston. Um, and we're seeing a lot of movement already. Uh, one of the things about Project STAR is it is uh, about building out a framework that allows the community to identify what the issues are in that community and then to develop and deliver the strategies for that community. So what STAR is doing in East Downtown Kingston is going to be different to what STAR does in SAV, is different, going to, different to what STAR does in Maypen. This is important to make sure that the interventions are specific to what that community requires. So in East Downtown, for example, we went in, we worked with the community in uh, doing a series of consultations to identify what we wanted to do as quick wins. Quick wins are really where you start to build trust, the community starts to see things that are happening, um, and it starts to build community cohesion. And so we did that. Uh, we started, for example, with an employment program. Um, it, it's, a, it's a misnomer to think that people in communities don't want jobs. People don't have access to jobs. Um, and so what we did is we decided that we would get those who wanted jobs, we would get moving on getting them into jobs straight away. So we partnered with Rise Life Management and Heart to deliver life skills training, job readiness training, um, really working to get them into jobs and being able to really move um, a number of our, our participants into jobs. We've just had over uh, 50 trained in East Downtown. We've just finished our training of our first cohort in SAV of 35. Um, and so we're seeing that, that that is starting to really impact the community and the community is also starting to recognize those that had lower levels of trust are starting to step forward to come into STAR programs. Um, we've been doing a lot with community planning. A big part of the sustainability of, of what we're doing has to be that the interventions have to be community-led and community-owned and community-driven. And we're seeing that. We're seeing that in, in community structures being reestablished. We're seeing that with community uh, activities being community-led. Labor Day, for example, there were five community-led activities. Um, they're, they're starting to have their own sporting activities. Within the space of seven months in East Downtown, there have already been 61 sporting sessions. This is coming, coming from almost zero to 61 in the space of seven months. So what you're seeing is you're starting to see a community become alive again um, and then become an enabling environment for uh, economic development, for employment, for youth development, uh, improving parenting. We've been doing a lot of work with parenting and so on. So we're really starting to see the impact on people's lives take form, especially in East Downtown, where we've been there the longest. South, a little, um, we've only been there about three, four months. And when a lot of the community planning phasing and then Maypen, we've just entered. So to be clear, you basically support existing initiatives in these communities or you go in there and do your own thing? So it's a, it's a number of approaches. Um, the goal is to make sure that you are um, creating a sustainable infrastructure. And so part of that has to be that the community structures that exist um, or that need to exist need to be supported and capacitated to do that because it's the community that will do for themselves in the long run. Um, and so they can deliver certain programs, like they do their own sporting programs, they do their um, these sorts of activities. Uh, but then you may need to bring in an NGO to do more technical work. Um, we work very closely with the institutions. One of our key um, objectives under our social pillar is, is to really strengthen uh, community institutions. So we work with the schools, um, especially with the local churches for them and really kind of supporting the work they're doing. But because we are private sector led, we can take the lead on something like the employment program. And so we can drive getting people into jobs. A lot of the programs that have been done in Jamaica in the past in terms of intervention and employment programs have been have really come from the sort of social development side, but not necessarily from the linking to employer side. 
And so because of the relationship we have with the private sector, we're really able to drive that connection between the training and the job readiness and the jobs, and also making sure that it's quality jobs and it's jobs that allow people um, to improve their overall sort of sustainability, allow people to get benefits like health and pension um, and holiday um, and to create that kind of financial stability, which is an important component for development. A job in and of itself is not adequate to right. reduce the vulnerabilities. You've got to provide these layers of, of what you call sort of buildings uh, resilience. And, and, and all of that is part and parcel of that. And then the family support. So when you look at you know one individual that gets a, a quality job and they have a career path um, and they see a part of themselves, you also have a family then that starts to benefit higher family um, household income, uh, better uh, attendance at schools for children, better performance at schools. And so it's this whole um, extreme knock-on. And so this is why the economic pillars that we focus on with STAR um, are so important um, in terms of our ability to create a sustained solution. Right. So guys, think of it like this. It's not your traditional investment. You're not going to get a monetary return immediately. But what you're doing is you're building the entire economy, the entire ecosystem, so that Jamaica's net worth as a whole goes up and therefore eventually your net worth also goes up. Everything becomes more valuable. On that note, let me introduce Juliet Blackwood. She's a member of the Community Transformation Board of Rose Gardens. And she can actually tell us more about the direct impact that Project Star is having in her community. Hi, Juliet. Hi. Thank you for inviting me. Well, Project Star for me came at the right time. Um, the community of Rose Gardens, of which I'm a part, we were basically torn um, through violence. And when Project Star came on, it was a positive and a timely um, appearance. They have, as Safia was saying earlier, um, the job placement, a lot of persons have, have um, benefited um, from employment. Um, we are seeing where they have they have a lot of um, ideas and initiatives that are outlined, and Rose Gardens, for one, is benefiting tremendously. What happened is because of the violence that we were experiencing, persons were not coming out in the community, um, and so as soon as they came on board or they came out, persons were out in their numbers. Um, we recently had a sporting event where persons were like, I didn't know that there were so many persons still within the community. Persons are not crossing borders. So, so Project Star has been a blessing for us. I would say our Labor Day project um, was supported a lot by Project Star. You know, they, 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 um, sorry, they provide not just financial assistance, but um, just being there, providing guidance and stuff toward to us. So I am actually a part of the member and a part of the community transformation board where what you have is different members within the community coming together to, to work along with Project Star to see to the transformation of our community. Um, and these members are basically a cut of the community itself, you know, a member of the church, church group, member of the school groups, you know, member of the JCF and member of the community like myself. So for me, 
and other members of the community, Project Star is really a timely initiative that has come on board and the work that is to be garnered and the sustainability also of the project and the implementation of the initiatives is something that I am passionate about and we will ensure that it continues. Um, so that's, that's it. Awesome. I love to hear it. Well, let's take some of the comments from our viewers because there are lots of comments and lots of questions coming in about this uh, project. Akeem says, I like Project Star. I really hope it becomes a success. Marvin says, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Devin says, I like the idea. However, it has to be a public-private partnership. Christopher wants to know what factors influenced using the stock market for donations, why not do other fundraising events? And Orville wants to know, so what is corporate Jamaica doing in all of this? So let me bring it back to Keith for those last two questions. Why this particular uh, strategy? Uh, and well, you are from corporate Jamaica, so I guess yes. there, there goes that question. Okay, Kalila, is my sound any better? I hope so. Yes, much better. Oh, fabulous. So Kalila, Corporate Jamaica has come on board in a significant way. This is a five-year project. It's a public-private partnership. I saw that question where the private sector is working along with the government of Jamaica, ministries, departments, and agencies, civil society, working together with the community to develop this community development model to really ensure that we're driving social change in communities and transformation of communities and economic transformation of communities. You cannot have social transformation without economic opportunities, including working with the micro and small businesses within the communities. Now, this is how they work together in a very synergistic way, sporting activities, because we have street side football and football going on in the communities and basketball and netball, along with school feeding programs at the basic schools. Then you're taking care of the elderly, the senior citizens, by ensuring that they get their social protection, their pension, social pension. You get you're ensuring that people get formalized. You're ensuring that the micro businesses get formalized. So they're bringing into the mainstream and driving economic activity in these communities, which drives demand in Jamaica. You're at the point you're making domestic demand, and because you have the money also running into these communities, revenues because people are earning more and more people are earning from jobs revenues are flowing through these communities and having that multiplier effect of when somebody earns they come they spend in their community they go hairdresser they go to, they go to the corner shop they go and they go they have them go round robin they go they have fish fry they have all kind of commerce developed when a multiplier effect in these communities so therefore you have the social programs economic programs and social protection programs to take care of the vulnerable with these communities. But you can't do this. We're not reinventing the wheel here. We're working with the ministry departments and agencies, Ministry of Education and Youth. They have behavior change programs, right? We're going to be working with the non-governmental organizations as we did with Right Life in developing this life skill and so social skills program for those that we train in the workforce. So how do I function in the workplace? How do I have a, how do I deal with authority? With, no. Do I have to go to work from 9 to 5? Yes, you do need to go to work for the entire day. And you can only have lunch at lunch time. Your audio right. is still in and out, though, Keith. Like it goes in waves. So sometimes I'm hearing you well, and then other times it, it, it oh, no. is very low. I don't know what's going on. 
uh, with your device that you're using for some reason. But we do have some more questions. I know you come on taking stock. The people on this program, our viewers, are going to ask about numbers and KPIs. So Marvin, Marvin says, I need a breakdown of the funds. Not because it's a social IPO, you raise $100 million. What will it be used for? So specifically, what um, is $100 million for? Okay, so we have the GSSE Prospectus that we invite everybody to download, have a look at. It gives a breakdown of the funds. And so these funds are going to be used directly for programming in communities. And it indicates uh, exactly how much funds each year are going to be utilized for some of the uh, uh, the social, the psychosocial programming, the football, um, uh, parenting programs, youth development programs. Uh, and so it stipulates exactly um, what we're allocating the different areas of funding for. I think it's important also to note that one of the reasons, one of the really important reasons why STAR is going through the Jamaica Social Stock Exchange is because of the reporting and not because of the one-time reporting. It is because of the quarterly reporting. Every quarter, anybody who invests will be able to get a report to state exactly how the funds have been spent, exactly what has been achieved. Also in the prospectus are our KPIs. Now we have within the prospectus a number of KPIs that we're tracking for the, the purpose of the, of the investment. However, STAR has 50, over 50 uh, indicators. We've got seven short-term outcomes, three mid-term outcomes, one long-term um, out, uh, long outcome. And so we report on these key points and then annually we report on more of the kind of um, uh, sort of uh, more broken down indicators. Um, and so STAR is really the first opportunity that people who want to contribute to social change have to do so in a way that really, really allows them to track for five years, not for one year, not for six months, but for five years, what's happening with that project. And they can take that first report that comes in the first quarter and they can compare it to that report that comes at the end of five years and they can see that change and they can be part of that change over the long term. And this is where STAR is a really exciting opportunity. And it is our mantra is everybody forward. We do believe that everybody needs to be involved in change in Jamaica. That comes from the perspective of how we deliver the interventions, whether it's private sector, public sector, um, community, civil society, individuals, but that's also in the funding and making sure that everybody has an opportunity to contribute to investing in a better Jamaica. And so we do get funding, as Keith had mentioned, from private sector and corporate. Uh, we're partnering with, with the government to make sure that the communities are accessing the resources they need. We'll, we're, we're having initial discussions with multilaterals. We'll be reaching out to the diaspora. It isn't just one way or the highway. It is making sure that everybody in many different ways can be involved in STAR. So how, where can we get that prospectus? It's on the JSSE website. So if you go to the Jamaica Social Stock Exchange website, you'll see the prospectus um, that gives you all the information or projectstarja.com. And I also invite everybody, even those who are not ready to invest, to, um, to sign up for our mailing list on projectstarja.com. And then you will automatically get the reports and so on and so forth um, that, that are coming out of the project. So Julian, tell us how, like, what is the minimum you can invest? Give us the details on how people can participate. Kalila, I can tell you, I can tell you one or more, one or two more things, because you had a few questions there that were unanswered by Keith. Um, so first thing, the question about or the statement that was made, it has to be a public-private partnership. It is. Um, second, around what's corporate Jamaica doing about this? Well, the program has been up and running for a year. Uh, it had to be funded. Uh, Corporate Jamaica has come on very strong and are supporting 
financially supporting with goods um one of the things we are that we'll be very involved in here you asked me about which is around reporting and the um your ability for people to really go and see transparency on this program well audits are going to be provided by pwc they've contributed their professional services um lunch programs a feeding program are currently being provided by muscle and and um and by rainforest uh there are other corporates coming on board you know in in various ways um and, and we really really are warmed by that so the minimum investment is 500 shares 500 dollars therefore that's a dollar share and um just going back to your question and it's deliberately a very modest amount and uh it's 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 it's, it's a small amount so that we can get all as wide a level of participation as possible so we want james right james who said that that's for uptown people right <laughs> because everybody has to be a part of the change that we need to have in jamaica we can't look at politicians we can't look at social services we can't look at ngos we can't look at the corporate we can't look at anybody we have, we have to look at ourselves each and everybody in jamaica needs to be a part of changing the trajectory of the country that's part of why this program has been marketed as a all of our this is a all of us together working together to go and create this change so 500 dollars minimum um contribution we are we, we we look at the value of contributions not just in the amount contributed what it matters but in the number of heads that that actually come in and participate a number of people that become a part of this change um not only because it makes it easier to impact communities like we heard from Juliet and rose garden right but because it it impacts each of us who contribute as well right the knowledge that a modest investment a modest contribution to this program can bring about change that you'll have evidence of will will of course um also be a ray of of, of hope for us that we can direct change in jamaica if we move very targeted and very deliberately towards it I love that response because it also responds to other people like Stronglink who are saying this is mainly for high net worth people. Good initiative, though. Not necessarily Stronglink. Can what, what's Stronglink talking about? <laughs> what's that? Listen, as I don't understand what Stronglink is saying, here's the, here's the key. Here's the key why we call it our investment. Every single person who invests, invests for a better tomorrow. Right? They're hoping for a better tomorrow for themselves, for their families, for their overall security in life. That's a critical component to any investment thesis. This part of your portfolio that is directly targeting social change and impacting Jamaica and impacting crime and impacting the development of human capital, something that we always talk about human capital development as being critical to moving the country forward. Well, guess what? We're doing it. We're not planning to do it. We're doing it. And we think it's something that everybody needs to have a part, a piece of in their portfolio. And we've made sure that the evidence of the position, the contribution will be in your account. The reporting on it will flow through to you. The transparency around it will be absolutely clear, like for all listed companies. That is something not just committed to by Project Star, but it's one of the requirements of the Social Stock Exchange. 
So we have quite a bit of rigor to ensure that you're going to get the kind of clarity that you would want as an investor, that the company, the initiative that you invested in is doing the type of things to go and create the advancement that you're seeking. You know, there are a lot of really interesting questions in the chat, lots of curiosity about this. And I also want to ask Juliet about the next project. But first, let me take this question from Elaine. A couple people had this uh, similar concern or question. Elaine wants to know, how will you prevent mismanagement of this fund? We think of corruption when we see these kinds of things. Keith, you want to take that one? Well, Safri and I know here because the micros are working, right? But we have an extremely robust governance process. Plus, we, um, in terms of we have an oversight committee that's in place. We have a management and reporting committee co-chaired by um, Tarun Handa and Ian Nito. We also have PwC as our auditors to do our annual audits. Um, and PwC came on board um, with a cash contribution and also to ensure that we're audited for full transparency. We report to the public on a quarterly basis, like any other publicly listed company. We also um, have in place reports that we have to report to the JSSC on a monthly basis and on a quarterly basis, evidencing um, how we disperse funds and how we spend the money. And is it in line with the, um, with the strategy, with the budget that we have for, for, the, for the communities that we are in, right? Very important because we also have um, over 300 million of corporate money that has come to the table in multi-year commitments. Mm. And they have come on board because what we are working to do, having achieved macroeconomic stability in our country, we now need to work on investing in our people so that we can move Jamaica forward because that's our binding constraint, low, low wage model, low productivity. We have to invest in our people. We have to bring down crime. And you only can bring down crime if you need sustainably if you invest in the socioeconomic development of communities. Then Jamaica will be a more profitable investment destination with lower risk. Because crime costs this country 5% of GDP every year. And if we can deal with the root of crime in Jamaica, then we make Jamaica a much more profitable investment destination, higher real estate prices higher investment valuations. That's what we're doing at the end at the end game. That's the end game. But what you first have to do is deal with your people so that they can have more value-added jobs. They can, you can, um, the private sector need people. There are jobs there. All we're doing is, this, is, is, is identifying those individuals that want to work and we prepare them accordingly. We get them into jobs. We work with the micro and small businesses. We're driving business through these communities. You know, so all valuations are going to improve. If real estate, equity valuations, bond prices, bond yields are going to go down because you have a much um, higher rated because you have dealt with the problem of crime down the road by dealing with the root of crime. And this is going to be a model, a community development model that is franchisable across Jamaica, right? We are working in partnership with the government of Jamaica, with their ministries, departments, and agencies. So we all create this a whole away approach together, working together, socioeconomic development of communities to drive a better, prosperous Jamaica. 
All right, so let me ask Juliet then about the next project that's coming up. And then after that, we get into details, specifics, how can people invest? So Juliet first, how can people, sorry, what's the next project coming up? Okay, so, Go ahead. so in Rose Gardens, um, before I jump on that, just to add to what Keith said about crime and the cost, um, it, it affects us mentally, emotionally, and elsewise as well. Um, whether you're directly impacted or not, it, it really does affect us mentally. Um, so the next initiative that Rose Gardens has, that Project, Project Star has partnered with Rose Gardens is the establishment of a community center with focus on an homework, um, homework space. Um, the plan is to establish we already have the space and now we are in this in 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 the process of equipping it with the necessary equipment computers desks and yes. stuff because we want to focus on those the younger youths those prep prep age and below that's our main target but we're not excluding anyone and so we really are in the process of establishing this homework center but it is a full community space. So it doesn't matter where in Rose Gardens you're from, we want to invite members from all over the community to come. Because of the war infraction that we have we, we have experienced, um, it tend to be there tend to be a divide. But this center, I honestly believe, with the impact and the presence of, of Project Star within the community, we will have something that is up and running. And the homework center, the community space is supposed to take the shape of a small green space as well as an area where adults, where teens, where people can just sit and, and relax and just be present within the community. And then you have that space where we will host the homework classes or revision classes for the students. However, that space is supposed to be available to any community member who would like to use the space. So it's not excluding anyone. So if you're having a meeting, you can use the space. If you just want to have a discussion, you can have the space because we have we we are planning to have different programs and different um initiatives where persons can come out and speak and just share ideas. It's not just about um just giving money. We want persons to come on board and be present share your knowledge share what it is that you have to offer even you know we, we want to invite the path through the nis those persons who might not be able to or not know how to go and get some of these benefits that are available to us we are in the process of ensuring that we we um educate and advise the members of the community how to move forward in terms of achieving what it is that they can and what is available to them so we are in the process of, of, of um, establishing this community center, um, have a free Wi-Fi space. And I think Wi-Fi, having the internet access will bring persons out because we want to take back our space. We're not leaving it for the persons who want to just um, commit crimes and have us. No, we want to take back our space. And I think once we are doing that and once they see us out there, they will, you know, participate or just, so that is that is it, and I'm and I'm thankful, thankful to Project Star and all that is being done. Yes. Well, we have a couple people already saying that they're ready to invest. Aline says I can afford to give up 10k cash. Say, cash them and never try. 
And then Marvin as well, I will definitely drop a 10K after reading the prospectus, of course. So give us the details on how we can invest in this project. So uh, that's one of the beautiful things about doing the IPO route. We've been, we've been so blessed by the support of uh, the broker-dealer community through the Jamaica Security Dealers Association, uh, giving us the endorsement and, and, um, and, and bringing their, their, their entire community to support uh, this initiative. So through your broker that you would typically do any investment uh, in stock, you can access Project Star. So on board already as co-brokers, we have Barita Investments. We have FHC Investments. We have Grace Kennedy, GK Capital. We have JN Fund Managers. We have Mayberry Investments. We have NCB Capital Markets. We have Proven Wealth. We have Sagicore Investments, VM Wealth Management, JMB Securities Limited. So we have, we have, we have, we have, um, almost the entire market covered and we're extremely happy about that so the, the conduit to investing in social shares is straight through your regular broker dealer if you use an online platform to typically participate in an ipo you'll do the exact same way there'll be no difference you'll see evidence of ownership of the shares in your jcsp account in this ipo of course there's one part that that will be quite different than other ipos you know, there won't be a scenario where, you know, we'll be talking about an allocation methodology and we'll be uh, sending back contributions. The, the, the program is a multi-year program. Excess contributions for year one needs flow directly into year two. They sit uh, in, in, um, in an undisturbed uh, form until those actual um, initiatives are, are identified and earmarked. And then it will be released. So, you know, feel free to contribute far more than you're thinking uh, would be required for year one. I think the contributions that we've heard thus far, those are massive, I must tell you. I know it looks modest, but it's it's a massive vote of, of confidence, and we do want to see it. We do have this, you know, easy, simple math, right? Um, 10,000 investors at ten thousand dollars gets us a hundred million dollars yes and yes we can do it we, we can, we can do. absolutely do when it we do, when so we do big ipos out there we're talking forty thousand new investors in there you know can we get ten thousand it's a meaningful amount of the investor base of um that participates in shares typically but it's 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 not it's not a it's it's not a um it's not the majority of them. It requires a, a, a reasonable participation with a reasonable amount of money. And we're going to hit that target and we're going to exceed it. Um, this is an exciting program. It's one that really do want our artists to, to be a part of. Can't say about try. I love that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so guys, go to projectstarja.com to download the prospectus, track the performance. And when you start seeing those quarterly reports and being impressed, you can even you know decide to contribute more so it will stay open right so even after ipo you can still continue to invest yes sure we'll, we'll have to have periodic um, fundraisers so we'll we will be coming back you know much in the same way that you'd have an apo you know we'll be coming back to the market with additional assurances of um, of uh social shares for project star we know that the market will get a chance to see the reporting understand what their investment would have done what the performance would have looked like and um, and therefore be able to get a chance to assess if they want to, to do more. 
So, Perfect. so yeah, but we'll be open from Thursday. We'll open and we'll stay open until uh, targeting mid-August and, uh, and looking to close then. And then again, of course, we'll be making the public very aware of when we're coming back again uh, with any Perfect. other Perfect. Thank you so much. So let me close out with a few comments from the viewers. Ayrton says, everyone here can invest at least a thousand JMD towards the betterment of the country. Even the most skeptical person can do that. Elaine says, if the program works out, I will contribute always. And then D says, to the person who said that this won't reduce crime, you know what a self-fulfilling prophecy is? I suggest being optimistic. Pessimism doesn't reduce crime. So thanks again, everyone. And we're going to hit that mark. $100 million for Project Star, the first social IPO. Thanks, Julian, Safri. Uh, who else we have? Keith <laughs> and Juliet. Yes, all right. We'll take a quick break, but before we go to tonight's uh, poll question, have you guys been joining Money Mission live streams? I go live every Monday and drop some gems in there. Yesterday, we had on Aaron Anderson, business development manager at JMMB Bank, to speak about debt consolidation loans. So here's what you missed if you weren't there. When you do a debt consolidation for a credit card, Aaron, uh, do you get to set those terms and say, I'm going to borrow $300,000, pay off this credit card, and now I have a specific start and end date? Yes, that's exactly how it would work. So the terms for the consolidation would be fixed relative to the type of loan that you're taking. Now, predominantly, we're familiar with debt consolidation loans being what's referred to as an unsecured loan, where you don't need any collateral to borrow the money to, for the purpose intended. However, well, not however. So these terms are generally fixed. So at JMB, for example, our unsecured loans go for a maximum seven years for amounts above 500,000, you're able to get up to seven years for it. And for amounts below that, you're able to get it for four years maximum. Now, if, as you rightly mentioned, if you want to borrow 300,000 for one year, for two years, for three years, you can do that provided when we're doing the assessment, the income and is it's affordable for you, meaning it's not costing you too much on a monthly basis to get the result that you want. So the terms back to it would be fixed relative to the amount that you're taking. Well, what's your interest rate on that type of loan, that unsecured all right, so, loan? All right. So on our unsecured loans now for the purpose of debt consolidation, it is 19.5%. All right. So to join the Money Mission community, you can just click the link in the description below. It should also be in the pinned comments at the top of the comment section as well. I saw Kay saying that she's having problems with the with the live stream on Money Mission. Uh, let me know what the issue was, Kay, because we actually, when we have the large live streams, listen, we're figuring this thing out as we go along. When we had 2,000 people joining us live, I had to use YouTube and make it a private link because it's in the community. The last couple of ones have been for paid members only. So it was a much smaller, more manageable group. And we used Google Meet for that one. So let me know, did you still have a problem even when we're using Google Meet? Or was it just when we did the, the YouTube private stream? Send me an email, Kay. Let me know what the issue is so that we can try to sort that out. Okay, so here is your hurricane tip. Hurricane season is in full effect. Hurricane tips are brought to you by CG United. It's good like that.
And here's your tip this evening. Where average applies, a partial loss is settled in the same proportion the sum insured bears to the property's true value at risk. What? What does all that mean? I even understand. So if you insure, here's what I mean, break it down. If you insure your million-dollar property for $500,000, basically that's 50% of the value, right? Property costs a million dollars, but you only insured half of it. So you're underinsured by 50%. You will therefore be considered to be your own insurer for the difference. Meaning that if you suffer flood damage of $100,000, the claim would be settled for $50,000 less the deductible and applicable charges, which is 50% of the claim or the cost to repair. Very, very important to understand because you feel like, oh, I'm insured for $500,000, so the insurance company should cover the full $500,000. No, you have only insured 50% of your property so they're only give gonna give you 50 percent of your claim really important to understand that that's tonight's hurricane tip hurricane tips were brought to you by cg united it's good like that all right now time for our poll question will you be investing in project stars ipo here are your options. No, I have nothing to gain. Yes, it's for a good cause. Uh, C, maybe I need to learn more. Or D, other. And while you're at it, hit the like button. Up next, we've got your market recap. And the analysts are standing by. This segment of Taking Stock was brought to you by Bulwark Insurance Agency. Insurance made easy. Hey, moneymakers, join the KRM fam with our official merch. Get it now at KhalilaReynolds.com. Let's get this money. The JC Combine Index lost 3,000 points or 1% last week. 125 stocks traded across the main and junior markets for the week ending Friday, June 16, 2023. 52 made gains, 61 lost value, and 12 stayed the same. 172 million shares changed hands on the Jamaican dollar market, valued at $1.6 billion. Trans-Jamaican was the week's most traded stock. It took up 24% of market volume with 43 million shares trading. The stock gained 29 cents to open Monday at $2.39. Wigton traded the second highest. The stock gained 9 cents to open this week at 91 cents. And Kingston Wharves rounded out last week's most traded, with 17 million shares changing hands. The stock lost $1.78 to open Monday at $28.14. Now let's see who had the biggest gains for the week. Sagicor Select Funds, Manufacturing and Distribution was the week's biggest gainer. It was up 21% to open Monday at $0.68. Cents. Stationary and Office Supplies was the second biggest gainer. The stock also went up 21% to start the new week at $19.85. And Caribbean Cream was up 19% to open the week at $3.99. On the losing side now, JPA 7% was last week's biggest loser, down 20%. The stock opened Monday at $48.25. JMMB Group 7% VRJMDCR preference shares fell almost 20% to open the new week at $2. And ISP Finance Services was down 16%, closing the week at $22.15. Over on the Trinidad and Tobago Stock Exchange, the Composite Index lost 5 points last week. 
NCB Financial was the most traded stock. The stock lost 30 cents to open this week at $2.70 TT. National Flower Mills was the market's biggest gainer, up almost 8% to open this week at $1.65 TT. And on the losing side, Cinema One fell 10% to open Monday at $7 TT. Over in the U.S., the Dow Jones gained 1% last week, while the S&P 500 rose 2% and the Nasdaq was up almost 3%. Motorists saw a slight increase at the pumps last week. Gas prices were up 25 cents, while regular diesel gained 10 cents and low-sulfur diesel gained 25 cents. In foreign exchange, it took an average $155.12 Jamaican to purchase one U.S. dollar last Friday. That's 23 cents less than a week before. Meanwhile, it took an average $117.45 Jamaican to purchase one Canadian dollar. One British pound cost an average $199.62 Jamaican. And you could buy one euro for $172.08 Jamaican on average. Finally, on the crypto markets, Bitcoin prices rose 5% over the past five days, trading at $26,498 US on Monday. Ethereum was also up 5%, trading at $1,730 US on Monday. This segment of Taking Stock, The Analyst, is brought to you by JMMB Group, your best interest at heart, and Profit Jumpstarter. Disclaimer. This is not intended as financial advice. Please consult a licensed financial advisor before making investment decisions. Welcome back. Before we jump into the analysts now, I see a couple of comments on that Money Mission live stream, the clip that we played. Orville, for example, saying 19.5%. Nobody not getting that whenever they invest in any instruments other than stocks. So he's referring to the interest rate on that debt consolidation loan being 19.5%. But think about it. What are you going to use that for to pay off a credit card, which if you're in Jamaica, your credit card interest rate is probably around 50% for most people. Usually between 48 and 52% interest rate is what you are paying on a credit card. So what we are saying is that you could take out that debt consolidation loan, replace that high interest rate debt with low interest rate debt and make it a lot more manageable because when you have a credit card, it just keeps rolling over and rolling over, rolling over month, month to month to month. And there is no specific end date. You just end up in debt forever. But when you do a debt consolidation loan now, you can replace the high interest rate with a low interest, lower, because 19.5 is not low, but it's lower than 50. And you can also have a specific end date. So you know that within two years, within three years, or whatever time period you agree on, this loan is finally going to be completely paid off. So that's part of the strategy that we we're talking about last night. Find out how to do it, what questions to ask in that webinar in the Money Mission community. And the link is right there in the description for you to join. Uh, I also saw a comment from Kay. Major hurricane tip, always remember, you have six months to prepare for the season. The next half of the year is spent in the season. Start prepping from November, yes, when immediately the season ends. So as soon as one season ends, yep, start getting everything ready for the next season because we are now in the midst, midst, midst. Of, uh, of the new, of the 2023 hurricane season. It's time now for the analysts. I'm joined by investment research and quantitative analyst at JMMB Group, Arlen Morrison, and CEO of Profit Jumpstarter, Keisha Bailey. Welcome, Arlen. Welcome, Keisha. 
Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Good night, so Arlen, Yes, great to have you as well. Arlon, this evening you're looking at main events, Q2 financial results. Is anything uh, jumping out at you from those results? Yes, I'm ready to share my screen now. Okay, you see my screen? Yes. Okay, great. So um, just a recap for persons who may not be familiar with Main Event. Um, Main Event was incorporated in 2004 and was listed on the stock junior market at the Jamaica Stock Exchange in February 2017. The company was founded by Sullivan Sharp and Richard Beer and it operates as a one-stop shop that provides a range of marketing events and entertainment related services such as equipment rental, graphic design, online marketing, and sound and video production. So in the second quarter, which ended on April 30th, 2023, the company reported revenues of $532 million, which was a 83% increase year over year, and a 126% increase in gross profits which saw the gross profit margin moving from 46% to 56.9%. This led to net profits of $74.4 million, which was up over 250% from the prior period. In explaining this performance, I stated that revenues were at, the growth in revenues was attributed to the continued recovery from inactivity during the COVID-19 lockdown period. And Notably, this is with them paying now a 50% of the normal tax rate, having enjoyed five years of tax-free um, income up until February 2022. And then in the six months results, um, are you seeing the graph? Let me just make that bigger for everybody. Um, they would have seen a 135% increase in revenues for the six months period to $1.2 billion, which reflected, which is now at 75% of the full year revenues for the 2020 financial year. Gross profits were up, up, more, up more than 100% to $615 million, and net profits amounted to $192 million, which compared to a loss of $19.8 million in the prior period. Notably, nice. net, net profits for the first half of the year have already surpassed the full year profits for the 2022 financial year. Um, so when we look at the performance of the stock, we see that the stock closed at $14.70 on Friday, which is just below its 52-week high of $14.90, which was achieved earlier in the week. And the stock is now up 64% year to date and 121% from a year ago. Um, notably though, um, the volumes traded for main events are relatively low and the average around 34,000 shares traded per day over the last year. And this is because the top 10 shareholders hold 93% of the shares outstanding. Um, going forward, we expect the company to do well. 
However, we're not expecting the growth to be as strong, given the fact that the first year performance was juxtaposed against a first year 22 first quarter, first half of the 22 financial year, they were still, we were still under the COVID-19 curtailment measures. So now the second half of the year will be now compared to a period in which there are no curtailment measures, but we still expect strong growth due to the normal events we see in the summer, concerts, parties, conferences, and weddings. So we still expect them to close the year on a high, given that the trading 12 months profits are amount to $363 million, which is more than double the $151 million they reported for the 2022 financial year. Okay, you finished? Yes. <laughs> okay, I see a comment here. Oshin said, you just finished abruptly, so I wasn't sure. If Sorry, you had Another slide. So Oshane says, uh, main event is the next stock to consider a split, in my opinion. Uh, based on where the price is now, do you think uh, that would be wise for main event? Do you think that's something they should consider? Looking at the stock price at around $15, you, you probably say nominally the stock price is not high. But given the fact that the stock is very tightly held by the top 10 shareholders and you just have a little bit under, I believe, $30 million that is available to the general public, 30 million shares, that is, I think it, they, they could definitely benefit from a stock split if it were to lead to greater liquidity in the shares. Or maybe an APO, but they're on the junior market, right? So that could have implications for them staying there. Yeah, they would have to definitely stay under that $500 million limit for share capital. Um, and they do also have very low debt. So there's another way they could potentially look into raising capital for any activities that they might see um, being lucrative for them in the future. But that is an option as well. You mentioned that main event is just under its 52-week high. Uh, do you still think that this is a good time right now to buy that stock as profits are up 65% for the year? The, the, the interesting thing with the, the increase in the share performance is that the PE ratio is currently at 12 times, which compares to the median for the overall junior market at 18 times. So when you look at it on a relative basis, the it's still reasonable priced at $14. So this is a buy for specific people for who Because by the way, disclaimer, you start at the beginning. We are not recommending making recommendations on this show. Please consult your licensed financial advisor for recommendations specific to you. But in your opinion, is this I a think good it would right now? In my opinion, I would say that it is an appropriate stock to look for for persons who have interest in taking exposure in the entertainment space which we do know is a very critical part of the Jamaican economy. And main event is probably one of the best ways we can really track performance in the sector because we saw that in the first quarter of last year, um, the first quarter last year, they made a loss of 40 million. And then not, and then for the six months period, they were down about 40 mil, um, 20 million. And then now doing 192 million. So that goes to show you just how much the company has turned the page coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic. So Philip on that point says main event surpassed their full year net profit in six months. 
their joint venture with Supreme Ventures on a production company is a sleeping giant. Speaking of Supreme Ventures, you saw that big announcement with Usain Bolt uh, earlier in the show during What's Hot. We got to talk about that maybe next week. But for now, we jump over to Keisha, the teacher, who's hitting us with some U.S. inflation news. And it looks like it's good news. What's happening, Keisha? So... <laughs> Hello, Kalila. <laughs> so inflation um, finally looks like it's trending a little lower in the U.S., which is whew, good because it, we all felt it for all of last year with the prices of everything going up. So finally, we're starting to see some reprieve in inflation numbers in the U.S., so much so that in the most recent Fed meeting, they didn't hike. Right. So after consecutive hikes for all of 2022 and into 2023, we finally got no rate hike and we could possibly be seeing the end of rate hikes for a period of time. So that's good. That now resulted in the U.S. stock market going higher. I see, you know, cheesy saying Tesla the road, which is true because a lot of companies know their prices have gone up a lot very quickly because of that we're slowly entering into a period of rebound and so money's out there to be made <laughs> prices going up for a lot of stocks um so just jump in or watch and and see how that plays out but stable inflation is a really good thing for companies because now they can expand production they have more certainty around future prospects and future strategies. And so companies tend to push out more. We see more profits in a stable inflation environment, which we could be entering into. So good times could be coming. I feel like we need to cue some hallelujah music. I can sing it. Yes, some oh, amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> inflation is coming down. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we need right. that to come down. So what are the implications for us? I just So I, I see it playing out in a domino effect. And person I've been talking about this a little in the chat where if now the U.S. stock market starts picking up, could there ultimately be spillover into the Jamaican market? Because a lot of the weakness we've been seeing in the Jamaican markets as well is due to what's happening with inflation and the fact that, you know, less disposable income to be able to go after investment. So we could start seeing the spillover effects where in the Jamaican market prices start picking up later on this year as well. All right. So on that note, Strong Link has a question. He says, Fed, the Fed put a hold on hikes, but claims that there could be two more for the year. Is a bull market returning? What do you think? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's coming. It's here. Definitely. I mean, the starts of it. She said definitely. No, it's coming because stable inflation, as I was saying, is what's needed to push prices higher. So the Fed is on hold. That's good enough news, right? There could be two or more. Could is the operative word, right? My guess is probably around one. We may get um, later on in the year, depending on how the inflation numbers look going forward. But it's definitely been well received by the stock market and investors. And so we see prices like, you know, Taking off. That's nice. So I'm going to have to ask a question to you, Keisha, from the comments. I don't know if you have any expertise in this, but somebody is specifically asking you. Ayrton wants to know, Keisha, do you have any thoughts on holding SoFi? Well, so it come, that's no advice question, right? How does it fit into your wealth building plan? 
I don't know. Um, so it's not about just holding the one stock, but does it complement the other um, the others that you have, right? We get questions all the time. I saw somebody asking about oil and gas royalties. Mm -hmm. That's for accredited investors. Are you an accredited investor? I don't know. Um, so everything has to be taken into a broader um, portfolio discussion and wealth building discussion. So really can't answer without knowing more. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kisa. Philip says, bulls them there. Yes. <laughs> so guys, you know what that means? Take advantage of this last <laughs> bit of the low wave until it goes back up. Right yeah. now is a prime opportunity. By the way, I have some IPO news. I can't bust it yet, but something is coming in the next couple of weeks. I should say expected to come in the next couple of weeks because nice. you know how it always goes. The expectations and reality don't always align. Sometimes people want to drop it and then, you know, it has to go back to the regulator. But our first IPO for the year is expected to debut uh, very soon, probably early July, if all goes as planned. So get ready. It's been a dry year so far on the JSD. Joy. <laughs> so maybe this will bring some excitement to it. Thank you, Keisha. Thank you, Arlen. Much appreciated. All right. No problem. Thank you for having me. Good night, all. Okay. This segment Bye. of Taking Stock, the Analyst, was brought to you by JMMB Group, your best interest at heart, and Profit Jumpstarter. Okay. Well, that's our show for this week. Let me see. Let me take some of your final comments. And <laughs> you guys are on fire tonight. Uh, Riley's earlier said, good night. Let's get this plastic. No more paper currency. <laughs> Uh, Roswen was commenting on the social IPO project star saying good management of funds. I believe if you use a fund manager from corporate, it should be okay as it would be like a business. I do like that there's accountability because as you guys were pointing out with many projects of this nature, you give your money and then you never hear nothing again. That's the end of it. But with this project, the difference with the social stock exchange is that there is accountability. You can go on their website and check out their quarterly reports measure their KPIs against what, uh, you know, what they targeted, what they achieved, and see exactly where your money is going and what your money is doing. D said, who's to tell this social IPO might set in motion the chain of events that lead to the total transformation of this island's economy and society for the better? I like your, uh, your way of thinking, D. Kiwi says, this is a good initiative. I like that you're targeting unemployment. Marvin says it's time we build our country and in a manner where we can watch our own money spent. Can't say that for PAYE and GCT. Roswell says, nice initiative. May such outlook be prosperous. And then Cheesy, coming back to that 19.5% interest rate on the debt consolidation loan. Cheesy say, better you run with the 19.5% fixed because if you deepen credit card debt at near 40%, and trust me, near 40, if it's under 40, you're lucky. It's very likely much higher than 40. It makes sense to stop the bleeding. And that's exactly what we're talking about. Because somebody in the comments was saying, why would you take a loan to pay off a loan? Doesn't that exacerbate the problem? Not Oh, here is the, here is the comment. Elrico, how can you use a problem to solve a problem? If a loan puts you in debt, why is it that you're recommending a loan consolidation to get out of the previous debt, sigh. And then who am I responded saying, refinance the loan at a lower interest rate. 
Elaine pointing out, I love that you guys just answer each other in the comments, save me some work. Elaine pointing out Jamaica did refinancing the other day and is saving 50 million US dollars a year on debt, uh, although she might be incorrect on the figure, but that's the idea. It's called refinancing. So you place your high interest debt with low interest debt, you can save a lot of money on your debt repayments. You bring down your overall debt. We also spoke about how to negotiate a principal haircut on your debt, especially if your debt is in default. Uh, you might not have to pay back all of it if you know what you're doing. And that's those are some of the strategies we spoke about last night. If this is a problem that you are having right now, especially with credit card debt, you must watch that webinar. It is called Done With Debt, and it's inside the Money Mission community. Philip, I love this, Philip. Philip says, Usain Bolt, the next guest for taking stock. Do it. Trust me, we've been trying to get Bolt on the show for well over a year now, but I think it's time for us to renew our efforts. Like, you hear that, Kristen? Maybe after Leachin come on now, you know, get a little buzz and maybe Bolt will come on. Let's try again. Guys, tag him. DM him. Comment on his pictures, on his posts. Tell him you say and you need, and then tag me under his stuff. Tell him you say and you need to come on Kalila's show and talk about business. Let him know that we are interested. Maybe if enough of you start doing that, he'll pay attention and, you know, his people will answer our calls. We can have him on the show as early as next week if it works. Thank you guys so much. That's our show for this week. Make sure that you like the video. I don't see the normal people who are always there, the, the like police, always telling people to like the video. So let me remind you to do it. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, share the video with a friend. Also subscribe to the newsletter at kalilareynolds.com slash newsletter. By the way, speaking of leeching, we have a date. We have a date for the first mentorship session. Um, we just got that confirmed today. I don't remember it. It's early, it's close to mid-July. I think it's July 12th. I have to confirm that. But make sure that you're on the newsletter because I'm going to be making all announcements and all selections for the mentees via email. So I'm going to be sending out a call to submit your name to be mentored by Michael Leachin. And he's going to respond. And from that, we're going to make the draw randomly, random selections. So no need to send me a whole letter making your case for why you should be chosen. And then we're going to have the first one in July. Looking forward to that. That should really, really be awesome. And it will be live streamed here on YouTube. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Kalila Ray. And follow KRM underscore business news on Instagram. Those are my only accounts. I have no backup accounts and I do not do crypto trading for people. If you want to connect with the analysts this week, check the description box below for their contact information and visit our website, kalilareynolds.com for financial information you can use however you like it. Watch, listen, or read. Now tell a friend about taking stock because investing is the new sexy social investing too. So let's make it cool to talk about money. I'm Kalila Reynolds. Thanks for watching. See you next time. Let's get this money. <laughs>